This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. Homesdale Radio. Butterfield in for the hat trick. Astonishing of all the unlikely heroes. Here's Scannell. Ambrose. Goal. Darren Ambrose for Crystal Palace, and that may do it. Flick goalwards, it's an own goal from Popovic. Tonight on Homestyle Radio, Aaron Mitchell. Hello, hello, hello. Did you by any chance have your microphone on mute during that conversation? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Mark Ross. Mmm, smack <laughs> bottom, bottom, bottom. Producer, Mikey. Yeah, I went for Loftus Road. Um, it was two two ex-Crystal Palace players. It was Routledge. No, it was Derry crossing from the right into the box. And Routledge, he not meant it through Norwood. Not worthy. <laughs> and into the left pass of Diving Simonson. It's QPR 1, Sheffield United now. But firstly, your host for tonight, Chris Hambling. Hi, welcome to Homestyle Radio. My name is Chris Hambling. Um, okay, just, oh, uh, well, what, hmm? what was that noise? What was that noise? Uh, good evening, everyone. As I said, welcome to Homestyle Radio. Apologies to those of you listening in uh, just before the introduction from Peter Dixon there, where the uh, producer seemed to forget precisely how we do things. Um, how embarrassing. Anyway, welcome along. I do have, as uh, Peter has told you, I have Aaron with me today, and I have Mark. Um, I just want to have a quick chat with those guys before I, I go much further. Um, Aaron, uh, you, you sort of missed the ga- two games we're going to go through, but uh, your opinions will, of course, be valid. But it's um, been a while since you've been a, been a full presenter on. Have you uh, done anything exciting with your life? I haven't really, but the run-up to the show was quite a hectic nightmare, wasn't it? It was, yeah. about fixed my car. <laughs> did fix your car actually that is true fantastic work alright and also uh, Mark I hadn't, hadn't didn't sort of catch you up at, uh, at Forest and I didn't I haven't had a chance to talk to you since the Man United victory uh, where you were crying weren't you I was indeed yeah, I was got a little bit emotional but the main reason for this little chat is I just wanted to share um, share a story where I'm going to claim responsibility for the victory for Palace of Forest um, because apparently it's very very lucky if a bird even a seagull is to take uh, a um, shall we say you put an excretion on your head and that happened to me at the service station on the way to the game so um, unfortunately now the the rest of the minibus I travel on um, are going to have to put me in a situation where I get a bird uh, shit on my head every single game but um, but that luck was from me. So I just wanted to wanted to share that with you. But later on today, we're gonna uh, in a little while, we're gonna talk about the uh, the game up at Barnsley, where 228 of us 
witnessed uh, a defeat and an incredibly quick goal. Uh, we won't dwell too much on the Barnsley game. Uh, and we're going to talk about the victory at Forest, um, what a hard-fought victory it was. But uh, but also, probably still quite a lot to um, to sort of dissect in there about, about form and about where we're going. Uh, we'll be looking at the four-word reviews we've had from people. We've had an awful lot of those in, and there's some very, very high-quality ones. Our favourite, which we'll pick during the course of the show, will win a Crystals calendar. Um, and obviously, if you haven't got your four-word review of the Forest game in, you can do so by emailing radio at homesdale.net. You can send it to us on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Include at whole radio in your message. Uh, you can also message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash whole radio. You can join probably Nick on his own in uh, the Homesdale chat room. It's www.wholeradio.chat forward slash whoeverradio.net forward slash chat. Ugh. Or you can give us a bell at some point, 0208 123 uh, Give us a call any time. Uh, but yes, basically, four-word reviews. An example of a four-word review uh, is Crystal Palace beat Forest. Uh, and that was an example from John Curran, I think we got on Twitter. Thanks for that, John. Uh, but, of course, do... Oh, I'm told Slovenia Dave has joined the chat room. So there's two of the lads in there for you now. Fantastic stuff. Stork. Okay. <laughs> well, look, let's go straight into the Barnsley review, I think. Um, I'll uh, just give you a little bit of a rundown on what happened. <laughs> the first thing that happened was we conceded a goal. Uh, good shot, obviously, from Verste, but Spironi clearly hadn't set himself. None of the team were ready for for, for that, and you know what a what a way to start. Uh, very few of us made the journey up there. Uh, I think a lot of people spent their money at Old Trafford uh, the previous Wednesday. But um, you know, very cold night, horrific stuff, really, in a lot of ways. Had to jump around a lot to keep myself warm, and lost my voice again. But um, yes, uh, very very poor start. And obviously, as as you will all know, we came, did well enough to come back into the game with a cracking finish from Jermaine Easter. Uh, before, in the second half, pretty much just surrendering to to what was a pretty decent Barnsley side, I have to say. Uh, they look better than the, the Barnsley teams that sort of immediately come to memory when I think about them. I think Keith Hill has done a very good job with them. Um, and yeah, no real shame in, in losing that game in some ways, considering the week we've had. But but very disappointing, really. Um I'll give you give the lads a chance to ask a couple of questions now. Um, Mark, if you want to start. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about how you felt um, Doogie set the team up to begin with. I'm not talking about the actual start itself, but the lineup. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean it was clearly, quite attacking, wasn't it? I mean, we had Easter, Murray and Zaha up front, which away from home is sort of uh, mm. quite brave of him. And he had Ambrose, obviously, in midfield, and he, I suppose he brought in... Dicker Choi for uh, Jedernak. Yeah, that's right. Did it, did it work? Well, um, first half, uh, if you ignore the, the goal we conceded, first half, you know, it was sort of in that, that middle ground between... It wasn't any worse than, than what we'd been doing, um, but it didn't have the improvements, that, the improvements that people had sort of... Well, especially on the message boards that people had suggested it would have. Um, so, I mean, obviously, we had the two up front that uh, people have been crying out for, but it didn't really create much more. In, in fact, if anything, it, Murray kept drifting left. Um, Easter was coming deep to try and get the ball. Uh, it, in, in many ways, it, it just it reduced our effectiveness. And, and what was, you know, immediately noticeable from the, from the goal we conceded as quick as we did is we, we, look, um, we look a weaker side with, with, two, two mid, you know, with two central midfielders only there. Um, which I mean, I Jedernak had had a nightmare, that, you know, for a couple of weeks really in terms of, um, you know, his distribution, you know, his all-round tackling and stuff like that was still good. His performances have been been heavily criticised, and I think it was right to to try something different. Uh, but I just think we struggled, and I think it, we looked like a team that had, had used, I think it's something like 23 players in six days or something ridiculous like that, and, and we looked like it. But there was it was a little bit of a problem with fluidity. Um, you know, I'll say before the game, we we all in the in, in the stands were sort of talking about the lineup and saying, you know, what a, what a good, you know, what a brave decision and what a good decision decision it was to, to you know to set up like we're going for it. But you know, credit to the to the home team for just. Did you say uh, the constant rotation of the squad is affecting the performances. I, I don't know. I mean, you can't argue with rotating um, a, a squad where we've played that many games in that quick succession and we do rely on a lot of youngsters so and they really can't play every game for some of them it's not they're not able to play 
I say Wilf, <laughs> Wilf's actually having to do it again at the moment, but playing Tuesday, Saturday and, and playing 90 minutes in both games, is, it's a bit much. And it's no surprise we're picking up injuries on that basis as well. So in, in, it, it's hard to criticise, Dougie, but there is a, you're right, there is a general rotation policy. Um, he's, he's spoken before about seeing it as a squad game, and, and I think early on we, we were reaping the benefits of that. I think what's just, just happened is people have got slightly more wise to our style, I would, I would say. Um, wouldn't really call it... I don't know. I don't, I think, it's, I don't think it's a point of contention myself. Um, All right. Well, just one other comment uh, with the lineup was: uh, Do you think it was a mistake not to start with McCarthy? Um, I think in, in, hind- word, yes. in hindsight, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, Aaron. Yeah, not in hindsight, probably, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Keenan's got himself injured at half to- um, during the first half as well, and he's, he's out for a while. Um, I'm, I'm not really made my mind up about him as, as a player anyway. I, he's not played a great deal, obviously, and, he, and he's come in. He, he's coming. He said he's coming to play games like you would, but essentially he's coming as cover uh, for Gardner and McCarthy with, with the games that we had coming up. So I think that's he was used rightly for the intention, the intended purpose. And Pat Paddy had played 210 minutes in the space of you know 48 hours at one point, and he. You know, he, again, people kind of seem to assume Paddy's older than he is. I think he's only 27, 28. But, you know, it's, it's difficult for, for any player to keep their fitness and concentration levels up when they play that much. And, and I think it's probably right to have at least given Paddy a, a rest as a, re- a reward in some senses. But like I say, like Aaron pointed out, with hindsight, it's probably not, probably not the right decision. Um, and when he came on... You know he did a good job, but but he came on in the second half where we were abject, to be, to be generous really. Um, Aaron, I'll give you a chance to uh, to ask something. Yeah, sticking with the uh, defensive lineup, uh, I noticed looking on the BBC that Ramage is playing at left back now. Obviously, we had Moxie out. Uh, Hills is is due back in January, I believe. And mm. I thought you, Doogie would have played Matty Parsons at left back. But uh, Chris, what was your Opinion on a uh, right back at left back for that game? Well, it's it's an interesting one, really. I think the one thing to remember is that Parr's injury was the day before, so it depends who's working with that group of players and who's been looking at the you know how who's marking who in the set pieces. I think Ramage was probably always going to be a, uh, potentially would have been a sub. You know, he's an experienced player, uh, whereas Parsons is, is sort of in and out of the squad. So I think in terms of preparation and. I think Ramage was the right decision, and I have to say, of the two two fullbacks, Ramage was the stronger fullback, stronger performing fullback. Yeah. Oh, he's very good. I, you know, I've got a lot of time for him actually. I think he seems to enjoy himself at Palace. Seems to fit in really well with the other lads. There's been some pretty hilarious photos he's been putting on Twitter today <laughs> of the fancy dress party. Um, can't remember who it was who's dressed as Mr. Blobby, but we had I think Paddy, Paddy and Ramage himself uh, dressed as Jedwood. If you haven't seen that, do, do on go to go on uh, Twitter and find Peter Ramage's account. It's yeah, it's good stuff. But um, football related, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, he had he had a good game. Klein, Klein, if anything, was um, was having a harder time when Vazte kept sort of dropping out to to his side really, and, and kept showing him inside, which is what he wants. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know whether whether that was a, a oversight in terms of the preparation because of you know the number of games we've had, but but certainly that was disappointing. But uh, you know credit to Ramage, it's not his position, uh, but he worked really really hard and did well. And again, he's not one who who gets forward. So we 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 lost out in a way. Um, more defensive, Ramage, exactly. more than an through no through no fault of his own, and when and Par as well. Obviously Par's game, and we saw a little bit of that for us. Par's game is to be getting forward. Mm. And that's what he offers us. In, he offers us, offers us a dimension on the left that we don't, that we have from Klein, as you say. But but Ramage isn't there to do that. And you know, where he's definitely stronger defensively, possibly stronger than Paul. I don't know uh, about that. Maybe it's a difficult one. But he certainly, he certainly doesn't offer the same attack. He's willing to attack, but he hasn't got the same ability in attack, if you like. So I think I think that certainly weakened us, and and that showed in the second half as well, where we didn't have an out ball. Down that side, um, yeah, that was that was pretty disappointing in some ways. Um, obviously, that that you know the Keenan injury set us back, and then coming out in the second half, y- you know that that home team is going to have to have a go at you. You know, we got back in at a decent time, we were on top, but you know they came out, and and the, what was disappointing for me, I, I think, is probably the the overriding feeling of of I had walking away from that, is I felt that we were out for 
Mm. And, and I don't think it's that's unusual. It is a hard fighting team, aren't we? It's not a conscious thing, Aaron. I have to say, it's not. A co- they weren't. They weren't consciously out for. You know, they didn't. They didn't put any less effort in than they could. It's just yeah. they, they they didn't have to have so much left in the tank. I'm just going to take a quick break away for a phone call. I'm just unknown number there. Uh, hi, who, who's speaking? He's cut out because of the rain. Am I live? You are, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just seeing if you're on because it's cut out because of the rain. All right. Okay, well, we'll um, we'll have a look into that for you. Okay. Cheers. Keep up the good work. Thanks very much. Cheers now. Bye. Bye. Um, well, I don't know if anyone else... So you're else... your mum? He's <laughs> 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 yeah, chucking it down. Yeah, I don't... He is, is chucking it down. I don't know if anyone can, uh, you know vouch for the fact that they can hear us but um nick can you're you're, you're available yeah, nick says it's working see Three if people have cut <laughs> if you ever do do cut out just refresh about browser and you should be all right i'll try and i'll ask mikey live now mikey can you like put the message out there that if you let's cut out you know on, on the forums and stuff to refresh browsers all right oh, oh, thank you very much okay um that's a shame um okay right well brilliant <laughs> obviously i've answered your question expertly there aaron um, Mark, did you have anything else you want to talk about Barnsley before we move on? Um, well, I have to say that it was to listen to. It was very frustrating, mm. and it seemed like uh, we got ourselves back into the game. And then I was expecting us to sort of go for it second half, and it sounded from the commentary, which is never very reliable in terms of it tends to be a bit biased, uh, that we just sat back and uh, we never looked like we were going to score and it was kind of like we were just waiting and sort of 13 minutes or so from time mm. Barnsley scored a second and uh, back, I, I didn't get the impression save energy. Sorry, I considering, the, considering the Forest game sitting back Marvin trying to conserve some extra energy for the next well, game I, I think it's probably a case that we didn't really have the energy actually this, 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 is a, this is a subject in general and also you know and specifically about Barnsley's worth probably something we can we can you know have a little chat about now there is there are a lot of people um you know both people who, who are usually positive and some who are usually negative who, who talk about us sitting back now I've sort of indicated in the past that I think it's something of a fallacy when when people talk about us deliberately sitting back but I'm not I, you know, I'm st- <laughs> I'm just starting to think um, that we're the you know that people have got a point. I think that sometimes you sort of, we're looking at a result and we're thinking, you know what? Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it tight in here. Let's just stay in the game. And, and I don't want to criticise that as a philosophy because it's it's well, you a, know, lot, it's a lot of teams do it, don't they? Blackburn yeah. did it today against Sunderland. I didn't see that. What was the result in that game? <laughs> that was that was two one Sunderland. Oh, was it in the end? Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I, you're right though. A lot of people do it, and it's often a, a sort of a result of a lack of confidence or a lack of belief in in some circumstances. You know, and I, and I and I'm absolutely certain that it's you know Dougie's not sitting there in the changing room at half time going, look guys, go com- retreat into your shells, stay in your positions, don't park give anything. Bus. You know, you know, yeah, park the bus. He's not doing that in any way, shape, or form. And there's always an opposition to take into account um, because. You can't, no matter what you say, isn't it? if Dougie says, okay, we'll go five up front, lads, you're not, still not going to stop the opposition attacking if they want to attack. You, know, you have to play the game that's, that's in front of you, really. Uh, that's kind of the point I'm, I've been trying to make before. But we are, there's no doubt about it. We are, when we get ourselves into advanced positions or we get ourselves into a position where we think, okay, well, we're level and we don't want to lose this game, we certainly do invite pressure with the idea of playing on the break and using the pace that we have. Uh, certainly, when Scannell and Zahar in both playing at the same time, uh, we, we're better at doing that. Yeah, but, but granted, we are very we are good at soaking up the pressure. You look mm-hmm. against Man United, but you know even the best defences, which ours is very good, will eventually crack. And unfortunately, it did. Yeah, we actually as a was a Man U fan who was who was with uh, with one of the lads for the for the Forest game, and he was talking about how difficult we are to break down. Um, mm. You know, when we did a very similar thing against Forest, uh, although, although I'd, you know, they're not they're not Man United even, but you know, even with with a few players rested for Man U when we played them, but we are we are a very good defensive unit. But at the same time, if you invite pressure continuously, then you also invite mistakes, and you also invite, you know, if if a team has fifteen chances against you, 
you know the chances are they're going to put one of them away so if you're just it, it you know at the end of the day you end up hit if you're just hitting the ball long and clearing your lines i mean we'll, we'll talk Chris, about this stats don't lie mate and i um there was a post on hol uh and the subject came up uh as it has done quite a bit this season and there's something like in our last seven games we've conceded like six goals in the last quarter six of the eight goals we've conceded have been like in the last quarter of the game so it obviously isn't really a tactics that's working in terms of you know uh grinding out a result by by sort of sitting back and dropping deep and uh we conceded um i think in the in the last quarter um at derby um obviously in the carpet menu um I think a couple at Leicester in the last quarter, and I think both goals at Cardiff were in the last quarter. So, um, you know, those stats sort of point to the fact that uh, we are playing. You know, we're coming out second half. We've we've gone in lot more often than not on level terms, and then uh, we're trying to hold on, and and it's not working. So good, you know. good stats there, actually, mate. Yeah, I, you know, again, it's not something I've looked at, and, and I think that's. You know, I wouldn't say I'm starting to necessarily completely agree with what's being said you know but i'm, I'm seeing i'm seeing more more of the point i don't know personally uh, I, again I, I agree with your observation and obviously you, you you have backed it up um with with evidence there but i don't know if we have i don't know if we have an alternative with the squad we've got it sounds like I'm, I'm calling us rubbish i'm really not you know but what i'm what i'm suggesting is that sometimes we might not really have a better option than than to try and invite pressure uh, it's a it's a weird thing to say because you know it's you, in fact you're, you know in you, many ways you pro- proved it we're asking for trouble by doing it but what's what's the alternative you have to again you have to play the game the game that that occurs what's happening first are we are we dropping back and then inviting pressure or are they pushing us back and creating pressure uh, it's it's i don't know i don't know it's chicken and egg situation potentially I, i'm not completely sure just noticed that the uh, comment from Slovenia, Dave in the chat room. I reckon Hambo should be, but should have been in Brussels on Friday instead of Cameron, born diplomat. I am being quite <laughs> diplomatic. Thank, thanks for that, Dave. Fence sitter. Fence sitter. <laughs> if you want to join the insults and uh, the fence sitting club is going to be set up as a new thread going. You can join. You can join Hambo on the fence sitting club <laughs> as of after this show. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Mark. Well, what I was going to say, if you want to want to join in the chat room, member chat room is www.homesdaleradio.net forward slash chat. Mm, I'm doing very well today with my reading out of things, aren't I? You did go to school, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Once or twice. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's a good point, Mark. It, it, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe it's just we don't have the yeah. quality players. Maybe which what we're doing yeah. is is the right tactic, but we just don't have the quality players. I wouldn't go that far. Well, <coughs> Aaron, I mean, obviously, you you know, you've seen you've seen a bit of us. There's been a couple of games on TV as well this year that you mm. you'd have seen, and you just you probably you know you've probably seen a, a kind of a nice contrast, really, of us at, against Man United, where we've we've dug in and we've done a you know an absolutely fantastic job then us at derby where you know we surrendered a lot of possession possession and and, and chances and, and kind of put it under uh, do you think that that i mean well the question i asked is it a case of us sitting back and inviting pressure or is it a case of of the opposition creating pressure that we're having to deal with I'm not sure to be honest comparing a derby and the man united game is quite difficult the man united game i think it was a case of united were pushing us back no or it because they were coming forward, they needed to score the extra goal, players were thrown onto attack. Against Derby, it was, I don't think it was either of the two, I just think it was the sheer lack of fatigue that the players really had no choice to try and sit back and soak up the pressure, because mm. frankly they couldn't go forward, because <laughs> they were knackered. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fair point, mate, perhaps, perhaps a bad example to sort of compare on there. But there's no doubt it's happening in other games, and mm. like I said, I think, I think perhaps... You know, all things are true. I think perhaps there's a there's an element of of us wanting to keep things tight and wanting to defend the right ways and wanting to play on the counter attack. Uh, but I think that the other things are true as well. I think certainly the opposition have a huge influence that people don't always credit. And um, you know, and obviously on the other side of things, you 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 have got 
individual situations where for example we, we could be you know suffering from fatigue from from playing a few too many games or you know or, or we could you know there could be an injury there could be in, in a key position or it could be a poor performance from a certain player all those sorts of things all make a difference and as much as uh, as much as Mark is repeatedly calling me a fencer, <laughs> um, I don't know. Sit, sit the, with an the question eye. is, what kind of fence? <laughs> yeah, well, I've yeah. just got one other thing to ask yeah, you about Barnsley. Uh, Everson made an appearance, albeit mm. a brief one. Uh, surprised to see him come on, fat, fit. <laughs> How would you say he was? He looks Eagles so fat, fitter club next uh, <laughs> season. Oh, I mean, you know, it was a surprise to see him come on. He doesn't exactly feature heavily this season. No, I think I, I don't. I don't know the, the situation with Stephen. I think when we brought him in last season, um, you know, he's still thirty-four when we brought him in. I don't know if he's turned thirty-five yet, but but um, he certain he added he added a certain degree of experience and calmness. And when he did play, he you know he still looks a player. I have to say, he still looks looks a decent. Uh, decent player, but um, I, mean, I don't. I don't really know what the aren't. I, I, he didn't look particularly. Well, he didn't look any fatter than he did <laughs> when I last saw him. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> positive. I don't know. I, I rate the guy. I, I think he's still got something, and I imagine. I think. He, I think the... he could be what we're missing. Mm. In a way, you know, if we played four four two, he could hold up the ball and lay it off think, to Murray. I think that's I the kind know. of player we need. My my overriding feeling is that, that it's he's a great player. We've got at the wrong at the wrong time. I think I think unfortunately probably him his days playing as a, a target man up front are probably behind him. Um, I don't. There's certainly a role for for that level of experience and that level of quality in being at the club, because yeah. even in training the you know the young lads and the other even you know, even people like Murray will learn stuff off of that guy. He's played a lot of football at a very a high level. Clubs, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, no, he, uh, he wears a club number nine shirt. He does. So he was obviously given that at the start of the season. So you th- you think, well, they obviously felt he was going to feature. Well, he quite got strongly, you know. Otherwise, they'd have given him the number ninety nine shirt, wouldn't they? I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Listen, listen, he got injured pre-season, and and you know that's at that at that age, that's a huge setback because it's kind of like it's possibly his last sort of potentially his last full season as a pro, and it and he and he just goes. You know, it, and it just kind of, what can he do? He sort of, he loses, he got quite a nasty injury, I think it was. It ended up being like a cyst or something like that. It was on Soccer AM explaining it anyway. I've completely forgotten what it was. But it was a not nasty little injury in it, and it's a real setback. And, he, you know, he's still probably finding his fitness, and season could be over by the time he does. I don't know. It's um, it's a difficult one. I, I, you know, I think I think you can't have too many players like that, really, uh, being, being a team that's reliant and focusing on bringing through youth and... and people learning and developing themselves as players having someone like him around is probably just worth it's probably worth the wages it whether he plays a, you know a minute of football or not he's help, you know help mentor the younger mentor the younger players you know perhaps even when he's finished he might take up a coaching role palace yeah yeah you never know you never know yeah. it's so it's a, certainly something that i'm i'm sure he'll oh, pay in contest or something <laughs> he's probably thinner than you mark <laughs> But I'm not supposed to be an athletic sportsman, and he's ten years younger than me. Oh yeah, I do mm. forget. Good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Moving I, on, anyway. Moving on. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's got some worth there, but we will move he's on. He probably uh, is. He probably does well, feature quite heavily in the train. You know, training ground. He probably has quite a lot of influence. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, in in that department with the youngsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a George Burley signing as well, um, and I think it was one of those, wasn't it? I think he signed as Burley was was dismissed, and scored the winner on our next game against Preston. I think it was. It's the only good thing uh, Burley did. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bit of a, Mi- a bit minus the win away at Norwich. Yeah, I just want to pick up a, a couple of Barnsley related comments from the chat room before we uh, move for on mm. any further. We've uh, Nick Nick Gussett. Uh, said his brother Grant Gussett. It's not actually his surname, but um, when went to the Barnsley game, he said he says the performance was fucking abject against Barnsley. I think that's a good good summary. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Um, but what I would point out is we did really, really well to come back into that after that that early goal. That's not an easy thing to do on a cold Tuesday night at Barnsley. Uh, we did well to come back into it, but second half 
we just we just did not have anything uh, and that was I'd say that's the biggest disappointment really and it's not something you can label at the, the the team on a regular basis they usually and like I say I don't think they had any problem with uh the effort that they put in I just don't think that we had enough on the day I mean, it just happens sometimes doesn't it um and on that subject uh, dweeb in the chat room has said that uh, he's not sure he agrees with the players who are all too tired it's not all, all these players are too tired guff uh, Dougie says it's a squad game and clearly it's what we're using I think we sit back for lots of the game uh, he says oh, oh, I've lost the rest of that because Nick's ruined cut and paste but I think the general consensus is that he does think that we sit back a lot of the game and invite pressure um, ok well just before we move on any further I just want to remind you guys uh, for the Forest game we're, we're inviting four word reviews um, if you want to get your, yours in potentially to win a Crystals calendar uh, you've got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've got not too long to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think. Well, I know, we'll, we'll make a decision in the very near future, anyway, uh, live on the show. Uh, but just forward view radio at homesdale dot net or twitter dot uh, at homes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm being shouted at by the producer. You know the contact details. Uh, the producer is telling me. Yeah, I know. He's telling me to mention the. I think he wants me to mention the Christmas show. I don't know. He might have. Does anyone know when the Christmas show is? Yeah, it's um, the Christmas show. <laughs> our Christmas special is next week. Bear in mind, it will be your last whole radio fix for quite a while. It'll be about three weeks break, I think, because um, we're just too lazy to do anything over the Christmas period, and I'll be eating spending too. quite a lot of time eating. Yeah, exactly, eating too. Yeah, you are on a diet anyway. I am, yeah. <laughs> I am. It's going extremely well, Mark. Yeah, you're looking fit, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, we're not Still even ugly, but looking fit. Yeah, clip that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yes, the Christmas show confirmed guests. I think I can confirm that uh, we'll be having some uh, comments uh, on the year so far from from co-chairman Steve Parrish, um, which is very very nice of him. And we will also be uh, recording something. I think this evening with uh, with a certain Clinton Morrison. Now, anyone who's got the DVD of the recent, the recent recent history DVD or went to the premiere at Fairfield Halls during the week which was uh, excellent uh, will know that Clinton totally steals the show on that DVD with his comments um, my favourite well two favourites being what did you think of Neil Warnock Clint to be honest I didn't like him that was that was a good comment <laughs> and the um, uh, although he does give Warnock a lot of credit as well and I'll point that one out um, and he also says um Court makes makes a point of saying that uh, Palace are ten times bigger a club than Charlton, so good stuff from Clint there, and I'm hoping we'll get some some more gold this evening from him. Was that, that with be... reference to Ian Dowie? Was that? It was with reference to Ian Dowie moving to Charlton. He said he don't know why I think he why he did that. I think he thought they were a bigger club, but Palace are ten times bigger than Charlton. Which you know, that's you know that from Clint. He knows what he's talking about. Um... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Gold. That's that's gold. And he did swear that he'd be back at Palace soon. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know, the guy got so much time for the guy. Fantastic 
fantastic bloke. Um, I'm looking forward to speaking to him this evening, and um, the results of that will be on our Christmas special next week. If you've got any suggestions or any comments that you want to be included on that special that will be broadcast on Sunday, um, then do let us know, uh, radio at homestale.net. But we will have more guests. We will be announcing them throughout the course of this week. Um, just waited on a few confirmations of a few things, so it should be our guest extravaganza, I'm going to call it. Does anyone use the word extravaganza anymore? Oh, I don't know. I just have. Ask so Aaron to spell it. <clears throat> Oh, I don't want to ask Aaron to spell anything. <laughs> don't even go over it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was a little break. Clip that one, Mikey. Um, <laughs> little break to tell you what was coming up uh, at Christmas there. And obviously that will be available as a podcast, but that, that might take a while. So make sure you listen live next Sunday from, I don't know, 7.30 probably, something like that. We'll confirm. Keep an eye on the boards. Uh, and also, just a one last little plug for the chat room on Homesdale. Homesdale, oh, I did it again. I get it wrong every single time. What do you think is wrong with me? I don't know. Not sure. Well, that's it's put that can of Stella down, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. There you go. I've done it. Hooray! Hooray. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have to read it at all. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so let's uh, let's talk about Forest, which is a much much happier situation. <laughs> I've just noticed that Mikey's put the uh, whole radio.net forward slash chat thing in very big letters in my show document. Thanks, Mikey. Um, okay, we're going to talk Forest. Happy situation. We went away, come away with uh, the three points, uh, which was absolutely brilliant. Um, the performance itself, uh, it seems to have divided people on the board, so I have to say. Um, Mark was there, Aaron was not, but Aaron will be chipping in with a few questions as we, as we talk. But, um, I mean, obviously, the, the, the summary is... We we did well to hang on in the first half in a, in a lot lot of ways. Uh, got in at level. Arguably, Forest would say they should have scored a couple. There were certainly at least two sensational saves by Julian Speroni. But uh, as Steve Parrish wrote on on Homestay earlier today, he said that, that the keeper's part of the team. That's what he's there for. He's just he's doing his job when he does that. So you can't just say we should have scored or we we're unlucky. You know. Well, where where do you draw the line? I thought that was a fantastic point he he made there. To be honest. But yes, um, potentially you could say we were we were quite lucky to go in level. Um, came out in the second half. I think Z- Wolf Zaha had a, a had a like a twenty minute or so spell where you know he actually you know, he you know, he was he was on form and he, and he pushed them back and we created a few chances for it. And to be fair, we were, we were good at the end of the first half as well. Um, but yeah, created a chance. Wolf Wolf puts in Glenn Murray and an absolutely unerring finish into the corner. Um, and fitting reward for Murray, who was sensational for the whole day. It was my man of the match. I've seen some different opinions giving it to to Spironi, and I think Gardner yes. had a good game as well. Yeah, you would say that. <laughs> I would say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Glenn Murray as as a striker is where I want to start on this. Um, we've talked before. I mean, we, we've he's not got a huge number of goals this season, but I think that makes him our top scorer this year, uh, this season. And um, as um as a lone striker I can't imagine anyone doing a better job it's it's the, we're just you know when we're clearing our lines and everyone's sitting back as we've just talked about having him up the top there just makes all the difference and I've, and I've noticed in games where we take him off uh, you know to give give Easter a run out or something like that it's usually, that's usually the point where we start to look like conceding again because we haven't got the out ball and, and Easter does a great you know puts plenty of effort in but you know, he's he's not Glenn's height, and he doesn't have, you know, the same attributes that he has in, in terms of uh, of playing as a target man. So, I mean, what was really really impressive, other than other than the finish, was just how hard he works. Now, some certain fans of a, of a particularly poor South London uh, South London South Coast club will tell you, um, would have told he's told us lazy. he's a yeah. lazy. Yeah, he doesn't do any work. Well, I don't know. I don't know which Glen Murray I was watching against Forest because you know he he pretty much was on his own in the final third and and covered pretty much every blade of grass. So it was, yeah. I just, ab- just have to say a, a point on that, Steve. When we signed him a lot because I go to college in Brighton, a lot of my uh, I wouldn't call them friends. I call them acquaintances. <laughs> Brighton fans. <laughs> they said that you know Murray he does absolutely nothing apart from score goals. But I haven't seen that. He's run his nuts off every game he's played. He's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, bang on, Aaron. And, and I think, dare I suggest that uh, being correctly motivated and correctly managed makes all the difference, you know. And, and he certainly, you know, he, he, 
I'm sure he has a lot of respect for Brian and their supporters, uh, much more than we do. But um, I, I, I would dare say there's not. It's not a coincidence he moved on. Um, I, I think perhaps he, he's found a place where he can. He feels more, more, you know, light. more able to do those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be a Palace player unless you're prepared to put the work in, because that's essentially what we're all about. You know, you can hear Ducky talk. You know what he demands from a club. He de- demands from all the players. He wants them to get better every single game. He, you know, he doesn't want anything left in the dressing room in times in terms of effort. It's you know that those are the sort of messages he always gives out, and you know that certainly certainly make well. If Glenn Murray was a lazy player, which I'm not convinced he was, I think it's probably just the case that he, you know, he joined us and they wanted to slag him off like we did with uh, Paddy. Go on, uh, Mikey, put the call on. Uh, hi, caller. It's uh, it's Hambo speaking. How are you? Hi there. Who am I speaking to? It's Chris. Hi, Chris. Sorry, Chris. Chris, it's Jerry here. I just want Hello, to wish you all a happy Christmas. And um, it's so good to know what three points sounded like. So I just want to let you know <laughs> that um, I, I can only imagine a great elation because I understand it wasn't the, we were a bit of a cosh a bit in that game. But yeah, it's yeah. nice to get three points. And uh, Chris, I'd like to wish you, uh, all your team, and uh, your listeners, Happy Christmas and thank you for everything you do for us Palace uh, fanatics. Jerry, that's absolutely brilliant. And we want to wish you a Merry Christmas as well. I know Mark and Aaron want to say it, so guys. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, thanks. Jerry. Yeah, thanks for calling yeah. in, Jerry. Uh, thanks for your comments. Chris, Happy Christmas. You go- Chris, are you, going- are you going to the, the youth game at on Tuesday? I certainly am, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I might see them. I'll see you around, thanks. Chris. Yeah, I'll yeah, buy you yeah, a drink. Buddy. Nice one. So I'll get you one um, as well. See you in the. He's uh, on a diet. Yeah, I am on a diet. I have to be a diet drink. Anyway, Chris, I'll, I'll say goodbye and I'll Cheers, speak buddy. to you and write to some more emails or function for you and your team sometime right. in the next few weeks. All right? That'd be brilliant. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Bye now. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Great to hear from Jerry once more. Fantastic vote. Proper listener as well. You know, he's given us money. What the rest of you done? Nothing. Die hard homes now, Radio Sorry, it got, it got away from me for a second there. I'm all right again now. <laughs> Calm down. Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, as we know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm clearly I've got some uh, fixation with Glenn Murray. So, Mark, do you want to uh, say a few bits? Are you, oh, you're having a breather, are you? Yeah, I need to calm down. <laughs> Time well, out. Are, we, are we still talking... <laughs> About Glen Murray, we're just talking about the game in general. I just oh, went and made I'll a cup of tea while you were on. Oh, it's very nice. <laughs> <sighs> it's very mean. I think you should just no, go. No, I think um, if we're, if we're going to carry on on the uh, subject of Glen Murray, he, he was uh, immense yesterday, and um, uh, I can only echo really what you've already said. Really, he held the ball up really well, ran his socks off as he does every week. He brought other players into the game. He won a lot in the air. Uh, he led the line really brilliantly and he scored a well-taken goal and you know you can't ask much more from uh, sort of basically a lone striker really you know it's he's he's been battling away all season he hasn't had a lot of good service and he his head never seems to drop you know and it's uh he's a credit to the club really mm. That's was, my that it? was that what you were going to say in 10 minutes i've just done in 90 seconds so thank you very much for that yeah well you're, you're known as you're known as the clear and concise one on her radio aren't you <laughs> definitely that's yeah, what, what you're known for um okay mate well yeah i'll um well i mean what did you think in, in terms of the midfield performance that's what's dominated whole radio for the last few weeks talking about the the sort yeah. of midfield selection what did you think there well, i felt if we're talking about the whole game in general it was a it was as they say a funny old game because we started off with, you know, a fairly sort of attacking lineup. Uh, I th- didn't think Scannellwood was going to play because there was rumours that he was injured, and I didn't think Johnny Parr was going to play for the same reason. So we had uh, Murray up front with um, Scannell and Zaha on the wings, and um, we were just like not in the game for the first half an hour. Absolutely, you know, battered we were, and um, Sproni kept us in it. Admittedly, they were all kind of long-distance, long-range shots, which he saved. There was one in particular which took, I think, a deflection off um, 
ahead that was going straight into uh, the corner and uh, mm. he was ac- acrobatically through himself as he does so well and uh, pushed it away but, they, but a forest they, they just they huffed and puffed but they didn't have a lot of quality and uh, although they you know we've seen what Cottrell said on the on the you know post-match yeah, and everything yeah. we won't go down that road but they probably feel a little bit hard done by because they had a lot of chances but you know they didn't the have the, the quality day, yeah and I mean we know from ourselves where you know we've had chances in games and conceded last minute or late on and or where we should have buried the team before they got back into the game and I think that's probably how Forrest felt about their performance yesterday they probably feel a little bit hard done by but they weren't a good side by any stretch of the imagination and uh, no. uh, you know I think you know we took our chance I mean I know the stats I've seen the stats it's all like 11 corners to one and 14 shots to two but at the end of the day it just says one nil Palace and that's all that matters and the result and I think the, the, yeah, the thing that pleased me most about it was it would be, it, you know, we've had this sort of stuttering run, is I suppose the best way to call it, um, and that will really uh, give the team confidence coming into what's going to be a busy period. And yeah. we have a few a few niggling injuries, Sahar I think suspended for the next home game, and so there's going to be more juggling of the squad around, and, you know, it'll be good that they will be able to go into the Birmingham game uh, on the back of a win. The thing uh, that worries me is the waves of crosses at Forest and also, I think, against Derby that were allowed into our box. I mean, it's just uh, incredible. I mean, mean, if they had a decent striker, you know, they, they, they should have, you know, taken one or two of their chances, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm we rode our luck and we got we got away with it. And yeah, you know, I was delighted. They worked really hard, the team as a whole, and and you know we got a result. And you know maybe a draw would have been a fair result, but that's that's football, you know. It is, mate. Yeah, no, I wanted to pick up on that's a really good point on the on the crosses there. It's something that sort of bugged me for a while with our our side. We've even with the likes of sort of Klein and, and you know and at our best, I suppose Moxie or or Power left back. We still we still seem to be attacked wide. It seems to be like um like a, a fairly obvious tactic that any opposing manager is picking. It's just, it's you know essentially pick a side, double up on the fullback, and you'll get a cross in. And it, it seems to happen every time. And it comes from I suppose arguably not having natural wingers in that Zahar's not a natural winger, and he's got much much better at tackling back and and providing a defensive. Um, sort of uh, uh, presence on, on the wing uh, but when Ambrose plays left we, we have a similar issue I don't really know what the answer is though it's it's very frustrating to see like you say and, and it's something it's something where there is a weakness but I suppose when you, you've got someone again at Forest this is very very true when you've got Paddy and Gardner winning everything in the air it, you know you don't perhaps feel it's as much as of a threat as, as it could be um but again, we we go back to inviting pressure, really. I guess. Um, well, uh, I have to say that at, at City Ground, uh, the Forest winger McCleary, he was their best player by country mile. He gave Parr, who was playing left back uh, for that game, a real torrid time in the first half. Yeah. And and going back to the the way the fullbacks played, Parr sort of seemed in a way content to. Uh, show McCleary inside rather than trying to force him outside and this gave him numerous opportunities to get across in but you know I don't know whether Doogie said something after the break but his game pass certainly improved in the second half and and McCleary was subsed about with about a quarter of an hour to go um, and I, I don't know people were saying oh you know maybe we should swap um, Parr and Moxie around and Moxie should play the left side of midfield and Parr should play yeah. left back because he's a natural left back we bought him as a left back kind of thing but uh, I'm not sure how comfortable he is playing at full back uh, and, but then Wright wears a number three shirt he was bought as a full back and he now plays as a holding defensive midfield player so <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, like, yeah. it's not it's exactly like, predictable and, is it and, and Everson wears a nine shirt and he doesn't play full stop so no yeah. but well, uh, well, it's because you're old school Mark you remember squad numbers used to mean something back in your day didn't well, they only used to go up to 11 in my well, day Everson's yeah. got nine he's got a lower number than Andrew that's what he just said you weren't listening to Mark I know that happens but you weren't Anyway. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Aaron, have you got any uh, 
word, words of wisdom my, or questions for us? Words of wisdoms or questions. I just got a, a question about a Sproni save. I saw it on BBC. Ah. I'm not not quite sure which end you guys were at, but what what did you get of it? Because it his reactions are like a cat. It's absolutely immense. It's a sensational save. It really was. I mean, it was it was at the far end from us, and so I right. didn't really appreciate it at the top. Well, I appreciate it. Was that the shot that came off Chambers' head? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it, it deflected it off his head. It was going in the top corner. Yeah. Mm. See, well, I, I, well. His handling was also really good as well yesterday. Which we have to admit is his weak point, to be honest. Mm. I thought it was hand. really good. Mm. But there was a mare when... Did you see that mix-up with um, Paddy? Paddy. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, he rolled the ball out to him. Mm. He rolled the ball out to him and uh, yeah. Paddy had turned his back on Speroni. Was it, was it where Gardner came to the rescue? Absolutely, it was oh, that. Oh, yes. it was just, uh, it was, but it was comedy gold. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been. It would. It wouldn't have been comedy gold if it had gone in. But it certainly no. gave. You know, was. Um, That'd be on the next DVD. It's mm. the. It's the certain. It's the sort of thing that in in recent times. Well, I, no, I was actually <laughs> saying that certain. It, it wouldn't. Uh, in recent times, it would have cost us. I think. Um, I, for whatever reason, we're getting a few lucky breaks here and there uh, in in situations like that. It's. I wouldn't say I would. I'm too happy about. The, the number of I mean Gardner's been guilty of it himself he's been sort you know dwelling too a little casual. bit too long on the ball yeah exactly too casual mm. quite, quite right and and you know that's that in itself it, I kind of like I like the fact that it sort of shows a degree of confidence when when he's like that for example but you know it's it's a worry isn't it we, you don't want to be from his experience in the Premier League because you get more time on the ball in the Premier League as you do to the Championship yeah, that's actually a, a very, very good point, Aaron. You do get a lot of time on the ball in the Premier League, and that is, that is a different subject. It's something that could have sort of um, been well discussed when we were at uh, talking about the Man United game. But it, it certainly makes a it makes a huge, huge difference. You do get more time, that, but but Gardner's been in the Championship for long enough to know that. Mm. Well, he's not played a huge amount of games from injury, but. You know, he's a very experienced player. I just think it's it's one of those things. He has a certain belief and confidence in himself and the people around him. And <laughs> I wouldn't say it's misplaced, but it just, you know, you just perhaps he's he's you know a second or two too late on a couple of occasions. But you know, they're they're fighting for each other. So when mistakes do get made, we're lucky that we've got people uh, who who are working hard for each other and will cover for those mistakes. And they got a good partnership, so, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah I. You know, they they look they look like they understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and, and play the right game. So it's yeah, it's um, it's not perhaps as worrying as it could be. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very good point you make about having time in the Premier League. I, I think certainly when you look at, at Wilf, um, in this division to even have the effect he has, it, it shows what a good it's player good he is. Because he's just get he just gets no time, absolutely no time to do anything. You know, because everyone's seen him when he when he gets motoring, when those feet start moving, you can't get the ball off him. Um, no, he's he's gone. Yeah, er, er, earlier in the season, there was a couple of games where he just when he hit that form. I think Middlesbrough in the cup was the first first time I saw him really hit proper form, um, mm. and they just couldn't do anything about him. They really couldn't. And there was a twenty minute spell in this Forest game where he was a bit like that, not quite to that level. He wasn't doing quite so many tricks. I uh, wasn't dribbling around three people in a blink, blink of an eye, but but yeah. he just had that little he bit. Seems of to be a bit more quiet away from home. Um, at, at times, yeah, but again, yeah. when you think about, um, I think the Ipswich game where we we only beat them one nil, but realistically, it should have been sort of four or five. Um, I think Your name, that, Steve Cottrell. <laughs> 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 well observed point, Mark. But I, don't, I mean, you were at that game, weren't you, Ipswich, Mark? I forget. Yeah, that was our best away performance. Yeah, definitely this season. Yeah, yeah that's, but that's uh, I just uh, talking about Zaha. I mean, he took a while for him to get into the game on Saturday, and he almost looked disinterested in the first half hour. And I think when he doesn't get the ball or see much of the ball, and we're sort of like, you know, like Forest dominated for tw- twenty-five, thirty minutes of that f- first half, and and he he wasn't in it, and he just he he just seems to sort of like kind of he just his his whole sort of demeanour and his is the way he sort of conducts himself. He he just looks like he's not really. He can't be bothered, you know. But yeah, but then, I know what you mean. but but the the thing it was like he had a couple of chances towards the end of the first half after we took. Um, 
We'll have to wait to... It's all gone dead. Sorry, no, it's all... No, it's, it's, all it's, it's just... Gone it's, dead. No, you're right. Is it's that fine. Mikey messing around? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's a, He had a couple of pot shots at goal um, towards the end of the half. And uh, and then he came out second half. And then, was it Greening tried to put him in the stands? It yeah. was one of the worst tackles I've seen this season. And uh, Wilf got, like, booked for protesting that, you know... He did. I'll okay, say the first way, and 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 the, and the guy got away with it, in terms of he only got a yellow. But uh, about two or three minutes after that, he his lovely way to pass the Murray led to the goal. So it kind of like was justice in the way. But that that sort of that yeah. guy who took him out kind of it almost spurred him on in a, in exactly. a way. And 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 then he his second half was a lot better. But he does he does get have this. I don't know. There's just something about you know the, the way he plays the game. You know, if if he's not getting the ball, he doesn't really go looking for the ball. He kind of mm. just sort of uh, he waits and he doesn't really get into the game. But as soon as he gets a chance or he gets a chance to run at somebody or a chance on goal, he he uh, then he, then his confidence comes and and then you see him getting involved more. You know, and yeah, and, he, know. and he's he's a lot better at tracking back now than he. He was last season, That's which right. is another benefit of his game. But no, that, was, that was how I viewed it on, you know, from the stand. That's what I kind of yeah, thought about his performance. You're spot on with that point, mate. Yeah, I was going to say a similar thing. In that, it kind of the the it was a horrible tackle, and I'm I know he, he sh- perhaps shouldn't react, but it's hard not to. When I mean, he was obviously for people who didn't see it, he was actually he had knocked the ball past the defender. He was actually off the pitch when they made the tackle. Um, <laughs> So, you know, and it was a it was a hell of a lunge, and I I just think, you know, referees have got to be a bit sensible there. Yes, he's reacted, but he's not done anything major. He's just got in a you know a bit of a strop about it. But you're right, Mark. It absolutely did fire him up, and then after that, you know, he, he's a bit different player, and it shows his mo- motivation in in some some ways. But I wouldn't suggest potentially he was demotivated. It's just it's just a mindset thing. It's just he just needs a little spark, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And some sometimes he'll come out. You know, from the kickoff, and they'll have that spot where it's just you know he's a human being like the rest of us. Sometimes you, sometimes you're up for a for a game. Sometimes you're not. You know, it's weird like it in the stand. Sometimes, you know. Unfortunately, that that sort of his behaviour, which I, uh, you know, some some of it is, you know, because of the type, you know, it's just down to the, the character that he is. He does get frustrated, and he does you know lose his rag a bit, and. Uh, I think he was entitled to lose his rag and protest after um, Greening tried to skive him down. But uh, he got booked, and now he's banned for the next game, and it seems a little bit unjust, really. But yeah, I'd totally, totally, mate. But yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing else you can do with that, I don't think. But um, yeah. So what I wanted to uh, do now, uh, we're going to finish finish Forest there. Obviously, delighted for the three points. Um, and, I, and I think when you when you're on it, if you're honest about it. Whatever Steve Cotterill says, if you look at uh, Friedman's comments, they're pretty much bang on. We we had a game plan, we played the game plan, got three points. You know, job was done. You, you can't can't really can't really fault the way we sorry we can't really fault the result uh, and the way we played. You know, is is part of that. Yes, we invited a bit of pressure, but we invited it in in the right way. And and to sort of touch on something that Mark said. Forest do look aside completely bereft of confidence. Uh, I don't think they have any problems in terms of player quality, uh, but if I was a supporter of theirs, I'd be a little bit more than concerned whether Steve Cotterill is the right man to motivate uh, a flagging team. Because it's not... I don't mean that yeah, he's necessarily a bad manager. <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't necessarily think he's a bad manager. I just think it's someone else's team. Um, he's not got a lot mm. of money to, to do anything with someone else's team and so the only thing he can really do is either sell and buy but try and make it more of his team or always always got to somehow motivate them and they just look like they didn't have any belief in each other and and you know mark's picked out mccreary there who was who was excellent on the wing but there's not enough people doing their jobs and, and we've all seen that uh, uh, from palace in the past and it's in what i wanted to sort of make the point there the contrast between the two sides of a, a side that spent a lot of money and is low on confidence and a side like us that's it's all about belief and hard work in each other and it just shows you what you can achieve and and i don't think we've seen too many games this under friedman at all where i would suggest that we we could be faulted for the amount of effort and application that we've put in 
yeah, uh, nice. which is a ni- which is a nice thing to see. And we certainly aren't damaged by defeats as much as we have been in the past. Well, you just looking at the, the whole thing with the money issue. If you look at Leicester, okay, they've hit a bit of form of, of late. Mm. But, you know, with teams who spend money, it's okay with the quality of players, but if those players can't mix together and mm. take on board, you know, each other's personality and really work hard for a game, you're not going to get anywhere, are you? And yep. what we've got is every player works for each other, they all want the same thing, and they've got a manager who can motivate them. Yeah, well summed up. I think, uh, I think a couple of players who deserve a mention who we haven't actually got round to discussing like every aspect of the game, obviously. But I thought David Wright had a great game mm-hmm. in field. Yep. <coughs> um, he harried, he tackled, he was everywhere. Good performance. He even had a shot at goal. And yeah, um, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've and missed I him. Or Stuart O'Keefe as well. He did well, and uh, it was not as assured a performance as at Old Trafford, but. It's a different. If it's a different situation, it's not fair to compare it. He had more space at Old Trafford as well. But uh, but you can see that he he's able to sort of increase the tempo of mm. our play, and his distribution is far better than any of our current holding midfield players. And he, as I suppose Doogie would say, he is a work in progress. But I think he's going to mm. become an established player in the future. He's definitely he's definitely the real deal, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, totally agree, mate. I, I, it's a shame we didn't. You're right. It's a shame we didn't get to talk about Keith in a bit more detail. I certainly, certainly wanted to. I was, sure, you know, we will later yeah. in the season. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's great. Just great to see him in and around the first team. You know, basically, it's great to see him starting a league game. I have to say. So yeah, yeah, we'll definitely touch on those more. And, and like you say, Wright's been, Wright's been a, a fantastic player for us for the whole oh, whole awesome. season, really. I so, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, so, Alan well, Eagle. Do you think Alan Eagle would agree with that? I think he's winning Alan round. I saw Alan type the other day. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But <laughs> he lies a lot as well. Look, I just want to. Um, we've we've made a decision on the competition winner um, for uh, from earlier. Who's going to win the Crystals calendar? Uh, I want to read out a few of our favourites first. Um, I think I'll just do because we haven't got an awful lot of time. We need to finish shortly to to talk to Clinton. So um, I'm sure he won't begrudge us that. Uh, certainly. Um, we've got Muttley who says Zahar Murray goal Palace which is quite a good one <laughs> um, Nick Gusset who can't win because he's a presenter uh, but didn't go fair with a fan I also saw one about the seagull that, sh- that uh, shit <laughs> my head but I won't be reading that one out uh, Jared Grace his promotion push is back <laughs> which I like the optimism of um, Andy Tipping Murray's worth a mint which is good we've had a whole host of uh, people with and I'm going to swear so if you don't like swearing uh, just don't listen, yeah. don't listen for 10 seconds from now uh, a load of people Douglas Simon Gavin O'Donnell and Paul Hooper for example saying for fuck's sake Murray um, which is uh, which is potentially an obvious one uh, but, but a classic as well um, we've got a similar mint Murray refreshes palace from Les Jill uh, Mark Davis put in a couple, and these were really close to winning for me. Um, there was M- Murray Strike Fells Forest, which is good, and unenvironmentally friendly Murray causes the. He's he's kind of put that as a hyphenated word, which is why I can't win. But un- unenvironmentally friendly Murray causes deforestation, which is clever. I like it, um, <laughs> Palestinian came up with low-scoring team wins, which I like as well. Um, that's good. Uh, Prin with Super Glen strikes again. And last one to read out was Regal Eagle with Murray's Finish Flummox's Forest, which is good alliteration, but um, but doesn't quite win it. The winner uh, from earlier on, uh, he posted it on the thread on homesdale.net, was Spiky Matt with Palace Fuel Forest Fire. I think it's good. Uh, Nick's typing another one in, but it can't win. But Spiky Matt wins. We'll be contacting him via Hull with, uh, well, with his um, crystal Crystal's calendar. So well done, mate. Uh, uh, it is... <laughs> What's did happening? you see we, we got an email from Lewis Eagle? I did. I was going to get to that. Yeah, but do you want to read it? Uh, well, uh, yes. I mean, it just says Lewis Eagle has a question: which whole presenter would look best in a Crystal's outfit? And sure. that question goes to you, Chris. <laughs> That's not that fun. Don't say me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, uh, before I answer that, which I will, I just want to do it. The answers on a postcard. I know. We, I know we didn't read out everything. All right. Um, but obviously we're pushed for time, so apologies to anyone who didn't get anything read out. But but we will um, endeavour to do more in the future. But it's you know it's a, it's a packed show. Um, so sorry. Yes. Uh, which whole? Mm, I think Ben already owns a Crystal's outfit. 
to be honest, that he makes <laughs> on a regular basis. At, uh, what he does at home is his own business, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess on that basis it has to, it has to be Ben I hope Ben listens to this at some point because um, if he doesn't I'm just going to have to point it out or send him a clip anyway so that'll be that we're, uh, we're just going to wrap up now we, we are um, yeah so just a summary before I end completely um, we have the Christmas show next week um, keep an eye out on that uh, follow us on Twitter it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio and Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash whole radio, on keep an eye on threads on whole on the BBS, where we'll be updating you. But we've got more guests to announce, um, and more features to announce for that show, and hopefully a time to announce for that show. Uh, but we're definitely going to have comments from Steve Parrish and from Clinton Morrison as well. Um, yeah, so uh, do tune in for that one next week live, because like I said, I'm not completely convinced when we'll get the podcast out, because it's a busy time, so it'd be good if you could do that and contribute on the day, because we will be having some recorded content, but we'll also be there in our, shall we say, our virtual studio, and talking to you all. And that would involve every single whole radio presenter we can get our hands on as well, uh, from the very, very first days which I don't know if that's a good thing or not, really. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks to Mikey for producing um, from his uh, sleep. Uh, thank you very much to, to Mark and Aaron. Uh, cheers, guys. And thanks, to, Chris. thanks to everyone for listening as well. Cheerio now. Bye. Mmm, sausages. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.